Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your favorite quarterback hater, Robert Mathis, and you're listening to the For the Culture Podcast. This is the For the Culture Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Spears, and lots of coaching news this week. Uh, If you guys have followed Luke and I on Twitter, we've broken a couple of uh, stories as far as the coaching staff goes. Uh, We've really kind of jumped into this insider stuff recently. We've cultivated a few relationships within the Colts organization, so we've gotten to know some people. And uh, so now we have sources, and you know we're going to try to do the best we can to get you guys the best information that we can. Are we going to be 100% right all the time? No, but we're going to do the best we can trying to provide you guys with the best content overall and also you know the most consistent and most accurate information that we can possibly get we're really trying to grow our brand and this is kind of a new venture we really never focused on this portion of the the show or the the industry but we've done that over the years You know, you've seen the interviews, and we definitely have been lucky in that regard. So, uh, without further ado, let's just go ahead and get into what we know now. After this past seven days, I told you guys a lot of things would become clear, and that's definitely been the case. First and foremost, the biggest news for me, and you guys all know this, I'm a huge Matt Eberflus fan. Uh, I think he's an exceptional coach, an exceptional teacher. I just think the world of the guy, and I still believe, I think he was better than the Houston job. He deserved better than that job, and I'm glad he did not get it, and I'm glad he did not take it. I think he he very easily could have gotten that job had he not backed out of the first interview. I know Corn Ferry identified him as the guy, and then they basically got rid of Corn Ferry. So very happy to report that Flus is going to be back. I had that kind of early before anybody else, but... I mean, it was kind of, you know, addition by subtraction. You just kind of put it all together and you knew he wasn't going to get a job. So that's not, that wasn't super insider information. It was pretty obvious. But point being, we got our, you know, DC back. And I look at this team very simply as having two head coaches. I look at Frank Reich as the offensive head coach. and I look at Matt Eberflus as the defensive head coach. I, I, I just think that's the way this team runs. I don't think Flus, you know, pays much attention to the offense obviously I mean that's not his job and as as a head coach right I don't think really puts too much you know focus on the defense and what I mean by that is he just lets Flus do his job which is great hands off allows him to coach his players and uh, a lot of those guys really look at Flus as a father figure and, and he's done wonders with a lot of those players and developmental developing them as as men and as as football players so I'm sure a lot of those guys are pumped to have him back I know I am I think he's an outstanding football coach I think he's one of the best core DCs that we've had here in Indianapolis since moving here Um, I know a lot of people don't like the defense but I think if you get the right guys in here and we proved this last year and really, since he's been here, we we haven't had a, a bad defense. Um, we've had some bad games, but overall, I think we've had a pretty solid defense, especially in 2018 and then this past year. So 
you know, when you give him the players, I think this defense can work. I know a lot of people don't like it. I'm not one of those people. I think, you know, he's he's one of the best at getting the most out of his players, and he's got his principles and his fundamentals and the things that that he wants out of his players, and he's very demanding. And I think the best coaches, whether that be Reich on offense or Flus on defense, are very demanding, and they and and that's how they get the best out of their players. I don't think you can, you know, get the best out of your players if you don't coach them extremely hard. And I think both Flus and Frank Reich coach our players extremely hard and that's why they've gotten the most out of them so uh, as far as Flus goes I'm extremely happy to have him back I expect this will probably be the last year I think he's going to definitely get a job after this next year um, and I think the opportunities that will be available will be much more appealing to him and uh, so I'm going to enjoy this last year I think they're gonna really really take a couple you know, I, I think they're gonna be a top five top ten defense again I really do I think I think Anthony Walker's going to move on. I think Justin Houston's going to move on. But I think Ballard's going to get him the players that he needs to to really take the next step. And and you guys got to remember, he hasn't had an elite pass rusher since he's been here. And that's really what drives this defense besides the three-tech. You've got to have an elite pass rusher. When you think about running that Dungy-style defense, uh, we had Mathis and Freeney. We were spoiled. I mean, we were just absolutely spoiled. If you give Flus a pass rusher... I mean, that changes the whole dynamic of our defense, just like Buck did. So um, I'm expecting Chris Ballard to definitely go after people in free agency, whether that's Yannick Ngakwe or Carl Lawson or somebody else, maybe Ryan Kerrigan or Akwara. Uh, he's going to go after somebody that can definitely be a difference maker on our D-line and, and, and add to our pass rush. So um, really excited to have Flus back. I think the future is bright for our defense. I think you're going to see Okariki take, take over in the middle maybe draft a guy for the uh, Sam spot. But I definitely think our defense is just going to continue to improve. I think they're going to try to re-sign Xavier Rhodes. You'll get Marvell Tell back next year. And then you got a draft coming up in free agency. You know they're going to add players. So really excited to have Flus back. And the first move that he makes is he goes out and he signs a DB coach to replace Jonathan Gannon. And that guy was James Rowe. Uh, Luke had that early. You know, he's got a couple of, of guys in, in the organization, and, and uh, he was spot on. He had that a couple days early, and uh, we're really lucky to have this guy. He spent uh, three years in D.C. As, as a DB coach. I know Zach Hicks covered the Redskins for uh, for a few years, and he raves about this guy. You know, if you guys don't follow Zach Hicks on, on Twitter, you should. He's one of the best follows, and he covered the Redskins and, and uh, has nothing but glowing things to say about James Rowe. Coached some really good players and coached some uh, some play, good players at Appalachian State the last year. So, Flus makes his first really big you know splash with that with that signing. I'm really happy to have him in Indianapolis. I think it's gonna you know our defense is continue to gonna continue to get better. And having somebody like James Rowe with those three years of experience with Washington was important. You wanted to add somebody that you know is going to command respect and somebody that knows what they're doing and has that experience. And I think that was an important hire for a secondary after losing Jonathan Gannon. So uh, I think a great job by Flus. I'm sure he went through, you know, some interviews and he, and he found the right guy. And that's all that, that that's what you want. I think, you know, as far as coaching goes, I think we've really improved in a lot of spots, if you want my honest opinion. And, uh, you know, that's just my opinion. But I think we've done an outstanding job replacing the guys that we have lost. Um, another guy that's coming on, 
Clayton Adams, who was the assistant O-line coach, was toying with going to Arizona State to be their offensive line coach, uh, has decided to stay with Indianapolis, and, and, and I've learned that we'll be promoted to tight ends coach. So I think going into this season, you know, it'll be good to have him there, have him established on the staff with a position job. Uh, good promotion for him. I think he's done a solid job with Strausser, you know, with the offensive line. So getting him back is good, good continuity. He knows the team. He knows the players. He knows the offense. Uh, so getting Clayton Adams back, another thing that we had early, I don't even think it's been announced yet that he's the tight that he's going to be the tight ends coach, but he will be. So good to get him back. And then Press Taylor. Uh, we we don't know what his role is going to be. I would assume passing game coordinator, but I'm not a hundred percent on that. That's what I've heard. But again, not a hundred percent on that. Press Taylor definitely uh, with the he was with the Eagles previously has has experience with Reich, somebody that Reich really likes a lot. So we add him to the room with Brady and 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 Reich. And Milanovic is the next guy who was the head coach in, uh, of a CFL team, you know, resigned from that job before ever coaching and comes to Indianapolis to be the QB coach. And he's got ties with Marcus Brady. So they're going to have good chemistry. So our offensive room is going to be solid. I mean, Milanovic has got experience. He coached with Jacksonville from – uh, 2017 to 2019, and uh, he's worked. He knows Brady well, so I think that'll work well along with Reich and Press Taylor, obviously. So a lot of moving parts, but I really like these coaches that we have coming in. Obviously, a big loss to me, and probably the most important loss to me, is, is Tom Rathman. Tom Rathman to me is is the best running back coach in the NFL. Uh, he retired to be closer to his family in Northern California, which I totally understand. He wa- I think he wanted to leave last year, but they wanted to give him one more. He wanted to give the Colts one more year with Jonathan Taylor, based on what I've heard, what I was told. So he really stuck it out for the Colts this last year and really helped them to establish Jonathan Taylor, get him established and, and, and incorporate all the positive coaching and teaching traits that he's established in Marlon Mack and Jordan Wilkins and Naheem, Hull, and Naheem Hines. Um, he's just done an outstanding job, man. There's nobody better than him. I had that one early, too, so just wish him the best. He was a hell of a football player. Um, he was outstanding for the 49ers, one of the best fullbacks in the game, and he was just as good as a coach. Um, he coached Frank Gore. He coached a lot of great football players, and he was outstanding in Indianapolis. And I, I can't say enough good things about the guy. Another coach that demanded the best out of his players was never satisfied, um, and that's how you get the best out of your players. He, he was just an, an outstanding football coach, and I wish him the best in retirement. So we, we, you know, we we roll on with that. I, I've, I've uh, tweeted out that we that Reich is currently uh, interviewing guys for the running back spot. Um, they haven't they haven't singled out or or zeroed in on the guy yet. But when I know, I'll let you guys know. Um, you know, we're really really trying to stay on top of all these coaching moves this off season. There's so much going on. And, and, you know, and, I, and as far as, like, free agency and trades and all that stuff, we'll do the best we can to get you guys the most accurate information that we can. That's what we're going to try to do. Uh, really, like I said, we're trying to grow our brand. Um, we've obviously got interviews. We've got the game reviews, Q&As. I mean, the interviews are second to none as far as I'm concerned. Luke does a great job with that. Reggie Wayne, 
Robert Mathis, Frank Reich, Matt Eberflus. I mean, it goes on and on. I mean, so, you know, everything that we're doing right now is about just trying to grow our show and accumulate, you know, uh, some some equity with the fan base. You know, we want to we want to get your guys trust. So we're doing the best we can. We're, we're really trying to grind on this thing and really, you know, grow our show. And it's been a slow process, but I feel like the, you know, you, you get out what you put in and we're really starting to grind. So I uh, hope you guys know that we're doing the best we can for you. And, uh, you know, as far as everything else is going to remain the same, still going to have the same draft content, still going to have great interviews, still going to do all the same things. We're just adding another thing to our repertoire, which is, is trying to get you guys the most accurate inside information that we can. So that's where we're at with that. Uh, another loss that we had was Kevin Petullo. He's moved on to the Eagles, and uh, we wish him the best. Uh, nothing else really to report as far as coaching changes go. Um, we will keep an eye on the running back position. Obviously, that is uh, still a spot that we have to fill. But as far as the defense goes, uh, we're set there. I think we are done hiring guys. Offensively, like I said, the running back spot is is the spot where we need to, to pick up a coach. And I have no doubt Frank Reich will hire the best guy, uh, somebody that will fit in with our coaching staff. Um, so we're good there. I, I really like where we're at. I like our coaching staff. I think Frank has done a good job really kind of picking up the pieces because we've, we've had a lot of turnover this offseason, more than I've seen in a long time. And one other one other guy that we we lost that I forgot to mention that I thought you know I think this guy is a hell of a coach too is is Frankie Ross uh, assistant special teams coach to Bubba Ventrone uh, he definitely earned his spot to be the Houston Texans uh, special teams coach I don't think that's been announced yet but he is going to get that job again an outstanding coach I wish him well in Houston. You know, a lot of these guys are really, really good coaches, and these are promotions they're just not going to turn down. Uh, the money that they get as far as, you know, bumping up from an assistant uh, special teams job to a, you know, coordinating spot is just too much to pass up. Obviously, that's kind of common sense, but I just kind of wanted to put that out there because some people, you know, have asked why, you know, like why Eberflus would even consider the Houston job and why it's because the bump in pay and you're in, you're becoming a head coach and where, and it's the same thing to a lesser degree with position coaches um, becoming coordinators. So it's just one of those things in the game, in the game, and you don't begrudge somebody the opportunity to move up uh, in their profession. So I wish I wish him well. I really liked Frank Ross. I thought he did a good job when uh, when Ventrone was out with COVID. I thought our special teams were, were really, really good. Top five easily this year. Maybe top three. Just outstanding on in every possible facet. So that's where we're at, guys. As far as Stafford goes, I know a lot of people are wondering what's what's going on with that. A lot of nothing. I haven't heard anything. It's very silent. Similar to last year when when Buck when we got Buck, we no one knew anything. Ballard is really good for the most part at keeping stuff like this under wraps. I still don't think we're out of it. A lot of people are reporting that the 49ers are the spot and all that. I'm not ready to say that. I still think Ballard's got, you know, he's he's got some cards to play here. The, the, the 49ers are very clearly not willing to part with with, a, with their number 12 pick. And so if we offer the 21st, 
I mean, I think that gets it done. I think if you offer a 21st and maybe a third next year, um, that gets it done. So um, it's a question of, of you know, who's going to outbid who. I know Ballard will be smart about it, but as far as, like, the anything that I've heard, I, it's been radio silence. So, and Luke really hasn't heard anything either as far as, as, far as I know. I think he's, he's kind of gotten the same, you know, vibe that I've gotten that there's just there's just nothing going on, which usually means there's something going on. So we'll see what happens, but we'll keep you guys up to date with what's going on. We'll probably put out a show in the next few days together, but I just wanted to kind of cover all the coaching hires and guys that were leaving so we, we could kind of keep up to date with where we're at as far as all the turnover and what's going on with all the coaches. So with that, I'm going to wrap this up. I appreciate all you guys for listening. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can follow Luke at For the Culture, F O R T H E C O L T U R E. And if you want to follow me, Jason, on, on Twitter, it's at For the Culture underscore J. Same spelling of For the Culture as with Luke. So we will talk to you guys soon. I hope everybody has a great weekend and, uh, We'll see what happens, man. I think a lot of things are going on behind the scenes, and it's just, it, it, it's it's an interesting time. It's definitely an interesting time to be a Colts fan. No idea where this is going to go, but hopefully Ballard can figure this thing out. I trust him. Uh, when he's had a chance to attack a weakness for a whole offseason, he's always come up big. So I expect Ballard to come up big again this offseason, and that's where we're at. So we will talk to you guys soon. And uh, hopefully have a new show up maybe in the next few days here on the For the Culture podcast.